Ladies and gentlemen, we're here. I'm part of the click, isn't everybody? <laughs> yes! 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 I, I got an idea, yeah. Peter John Cena! Give me a hell yeah! I pull a little bit of the bubbly. Too sweet! <laughs> <laughs> episode is scheduled for one fall, and it is for your listening pleasure. This is In The Click. What's up, everybody? Baby Huey here, and joining me once again is my good brother from the Bullet Cast, and I can officially say one of the commentators for GSW, it's Philip. How's it going, man? Huey, I am the lead commentator for Global Syndicate Wrestling High Voltage. I am calling the action for the next generation of performers. My commentary debut was this past Thursday. Shout out Gio Galvano, the first ever Global Syndicate Wrestling Next Gen Champion. But he doesn't hold a candle to me. Look at that. One half of the current reigning, defending, undisputed Bullet Cast champions. Just like, oh, well, maybe no, maybe... Probably Roddy Strong and Adam Cole. We're not sure about Kyle O'Reilly at the moment. But the title reigns, it's undisputed. It's undisputed forever. Well, 11, 11 times the world heavyweight champion. Well, if you're one half, shouldn't you like saw it in half and then give Brandon a piece of it? You know how much I paid for that? Hell no. Ah, the way it looks, only not that much, right? Whoa. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. There's a lot of gold on that baby. Absolutely. It's Hold so, on. Hold I'm on kidding. now. I'm kidding. You, you think the big gold is the big gold. Look at that bad boy. I know. That's a lot of gold, man. That's the new ba- You know what? Maybe Roman and Edge should fight for this in Mania. I was gonna I'll, say- I'll allow it. I will allow it. <laughs> They'll spear you for it. They'll each take turns spearing you. Hey, I would. It would be my honor. I will. I will. I will take a spear from our tribal chief. Or Roman will whisper something in your ear. Hey, hey, hey! Let me tell you something. That that wasn't. That was a hood tactic. That was that was a hood tactic. Where you in the hood and somebody talking mess to you, you lean up against them and you whisper something to them. You strike. You strike. You strike fear in their hearts. That's what that was. Explain how because it's like it's so bad. Like you don't want the rest of the world to hear it. It's kind of yeah, kind of like. Do you remember that promo when Samoa Joe whispered to uh, Paul Heyman what he was going to do to him, and then he did it? Yeah, yeah that's Wait. basic. That's, that's basically what it is. When was that? Wait, what, I was, was I was like 2017, leading up to Great Balls of Fire. Oh yeah, oh yeah. God. So it's basically like, was. we're all going to be like, you don't want none of this. Like I'm, I run this show now. Yeah. You had your time, but you will choose me at Mania. You know, you want to get back to the main stage. I'm the perfect guy to do it against. Yes, sir. There's uh, I, all the memes 
like, listen, I, I love memes. The internet is great for entertainment, especially wrestling memes. I, I find especially really funny, entertaining. So, of course, Roman and Edge, you know, when Roman whispering in his ear is the latest meme trend now. So all the captions are hilarious. Like one says, like one meme said it was Roman leaning in and he said, I cried when you hug Christian. Another one was uh, Gangrel was always better than you. Uh, so there's a lot of funny different memes out there of that segment from uh, SmackDown this week. So, uh, yeah, it's looking like, yeah, Roman's probably going to choose Edge for WrestleMania. Or, excuse me, Edge will choose Roman for uh, the WrestleMania Dude, we match. all know he's choosing Walter. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm wearing my Walter shirt right now. Hey, I'm, that uh, would have been a trip if he popped up on NXT UK. Who? Oh, Edge? Oh, I know, right? He went to every other technically WWE promotion. I guess he went to the ones that matter. Mm. <laughs> that would be awesome. He showed up to NXT UK. He's like, yeah, I, I forgot. To- <laughs> I meant to come last week, but, you know, travel restrictions. But I'm good now here. I've been quarantined for the last two weeks. So, Walter, just remember, I could easily pick you as well. Dude, how much of a swerve would that be if... If Edge after like elimination chambers in the ring and he says, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna pick drum roll Walter NXT UK Championship," and everyone be like, "What?" The internet would explode. The internet would explode. I mean, he could just like send like a video in, like, "Hey Walter, I forgot, I forgot about this. You know, this wasn't here last time I was here." Oh, dude, yeah, they usually could have done that too. That would have been so cool. If uh, one of the episodes of NXT UK, he would have sent it in. I mean, I know they tape NXT UK in advance. I think, like, if I heard, uh, you know, Shawn Michaels, I think he that kind of that's his baby project. He goes over there, I think, like once a month or so. I forgot the timeline, but now that they've been restarted now, back what, in October, I think it was, and they've been filming out of the BT Sports uh, studios. I, I think like they probably film like a month of episodes at a time or something like you know like how NXT used to do it back in the day they would film a bunch of episodes in one day so I think Shawn Michaels if I remember correctly I think he flies over there or something and you know oversees the tapings and so yeah obviously with the timing of everything here in America I don't know if they would have been able to film something from Edge and insert it in there but yeah and I'm with you. it would have been cool maybe Edge would have cut a little video promo to Walter and be like hey. You know, I went to Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. Don't, 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 don't forget. Don't you think I didn't forget about you, Walter? Your title's possibly up for grabs as well. So, yeah, I'm with you. Absol- that would have been absolutely. cool. Absolutely. Next year, the, the winner of the Royal Rumble is going to go to Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK, and NXT Evolve. <laughs> Dude, there's so many shows. And 205 Live. <laughs> and main events. <laughs> and there's WWF so- superstars. And Metal and Jacked and Velocity. And Sunday Night Shot- Heat. Shotgun Saturday Night. Oh my god, there's so many shows to keep track of. Like, I'm so oh. happy with the news of NXT Evolve coming, but I'm like, oh my god, that's another show. Like, I'm already, like, like today on my day off, like, I'm catching up on NXT UK. I'm so behind. I'm watching episodes from January. So it's just, there's so hey, much hey, to keep man. track of. You know, AEW's coming out with that third hour. So be ready. <sighs> And that's the thing. Like, like I, I love NXT UK, so I'm trying to catch up on that. I'm so behind on MLW. I love, I love MLW, but I haven't had a chance to watch it. So, 
and there's other promotions. I want to watch more New Japan, New Japan Strong. And Impact, I try to catch when I can. I just, it, there's so much out there. Like, I feel like every day of my life, I'm watching wrestling now. And so. Yeah, man. I understand. Speaking of MLW and Impact. Yeah. Jacob Fatu, the MLW world <laughs> champion, made a surprise appearance at Global Syndicate Wrestling Inception tonight in New York. And not to mention the Virtuosa. She's a current knockouts champion mm-hmm. in Impact, right? Yeah. Yeah. She made, she made an appearance, did some work with a Trisha Dora. It was, it was nice. They, they, they went after each other. The Virtuosa got the big W. Yeah. Uh, Inception, it was cool, man. There were some technical difficulties. As, well, 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 as, well, you got to remember MLW also has the national openweight champion, which is Alex Hammerstone. Which is, uh, yeah, absolutely. And he just became the first ever, uh, Global Syndicate Wrestling heavyweight champion. So, Congrats to everybody involved. The, str- the show was cool, man. Yeah, you know, we had some technical difficulties, yeah. but uh, as as can be expected, you know, Richard Holiday, the AirPod God, he was on the show too. Oh, he was. Yeah, oh, yeah. Awesome. The Dynasty was in the house. What? Oh man, I really should check this out now. Okay, you watched it, Philip. So it was was it like a closed set, right? Was there, was anyone in attendance? Oh, there, no, there were fans. What? Yeah, it took it took place in the uh, the Monster Factory. It's been the whole. Home of uh, guys like Virgil and Damian Priest, Matt Riddle, uh, Sheamus. Uh, it's in it's in New York. Uh, Buddy Ro- Buddy Rogers actually helped open it up, and today, at the time of this recording, would have been his 100th birthday. So nice wow. little poetic justice there. Nice. Oh, that's awesome. So that was available on Fight. You said yes. To, Fight to fourteen ninety nine. Okay, awesome. That's great. I, I think. Everyone should check that out, especially it's their first show. So the next one is is what coming in May, I think. May May twenty second. Awesome. So Alex Hammerstone's the first ever GSW champion. Yes, uh, yes. Deanna Peraza is she? She's a champion, right? Woman's uh, champion? N- no, no, oh, no. She just did, wrestled. She just wrestled. They didn't okay. crown a woman's champion. Gotcha. Yet. Okay, gotcha. Um, awesome. And then so the show that you do for GSW that's on YouTube every I, Thursday or. Well, the, they they dropped the battle royal to crown the first ever next gen champion. Gotcha. We, okay. Weekly content will start in March. Awesome, and and that's what you'll be part of as well. That's 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 where I will be. You know, just awesome. commentating, doing play by play and color. Okay, so I will uh, share the link on all in the clicks social media pages. So as always, remember please follow in the click on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm at in the click, and remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. Stitcher, Google Podcasts, we're all over the place, and in the click at gmail.com. Uh, so thank you again for all the clicksters for the continued support. Yeah, get the merch too. In the click merch, just click the link in our bio over on Teespring. Actually, it's not Teespring anymore. It's called like they changed their name uh, to uh, Creator Spring Creator or something like that. I gotta look it up, but uh, no, it's out there. So. Um, no, check out the merch. Get the link in our bio to to get all that stuff. I appreciate all the support. But you know, the email I, I earlier put this out on social media. Um, email us in the click at gmail.com. I'm really thinking about doing like a whole episode just answering fan listener questions about the current state of pro wrestling. So if there's a question you have about either WWE, AEW, Impact. MLW, NXT UK, NXT, Raw, SmackDown, whatever it is, do Japan, uh, send us an email. And then so one of these, I'll gather it all up and try to do an episode soon. And- Absolutely. You know, if it's okay with you, send it. You can send it non-wrestling questions, too. <laughs> you know, let, let, hey, send it. In, if you want to talk about Kim and Kanye's divorce, we can do that here, too. I'm, I'm open, you know. I'm open. 
Yeah. Well, you see, uh, uh, well, I don't know if we should talk about it. I mean, other splits in wrestling. You see, uh, I, I, I have, I have seen that. Um, I, I hope Pam is doing well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this I've seen some couples come together, which I don't, I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't know <laughs> where have you seen that? No. Which, which uh, you, oh, Bo Dallas and Liv Morgan. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. That came out of left field. They, like, they own like a farm real well, estate co- okay. company. So just to clarify, so was it Meltzer who reported that uh, Bo Dallas, who hasn't wrestled on TV since what October of 2019, over was it Saudi Arabia? I think one of those shows. He's uh, has been used on TV, and the reason was they just don't have anything for him in creative. Like literally over the last what 15 months now, <laughs> they haven't had nothing for creative for him. I know his partner Curtis actually got released back in April of last year, but oh, he got released. Yeah, Curtis Axel did, but, oh. but Bo Dallas is still on the roster. But he doesn't even fly. He doesn't go to the Thunderdome. What? They don't ever bring him in for tapings anymore. They got rid he, of Curtis Axel, but his dad was perfect. I know. I know. But no, I, I'm with you as far as uh, it, it's interesting that Bo Dallas, he's still on the roster, still gets paid, but doesn't even show up to the tapings anymore, to the, to the programs, live TV anymore. So... Uh, but yeah, so Meltzer reported that apparently he's planning for life after wrestling, and he's uh, has a farm that him and Liv Morgan work on together, and he's starting to start a family real estate business. <laughs> so I've, I've seen the farm because of Liv's uh, her little YouTube videos. Oh, okay. So, so I've seen the farm. I that's that that just threw me for a loop, though. Wait, so uh, it was. I mean, I guess it wasn't implied. That they're together, but I think a lot of people are putting two and two together. It's like, all right, because everyone's like they're just business. Some people are trying to defend it and say, "Oh, they're just business partners. They just run a farm together to try and start family real estate." But then a lot of people are like, "Well, come on, they're obviously going out together as well." So I don't know. I don't know, I, man. Because last I heard, she was with Tyler Bate. Yeah, I heard that too. And then did she have something with Enzo as well? Um, I have no idea. I'm not sure. Yeah, because um. Like I think it's something with Enzo, but yeah, Tyler Bate. I think they were together. Yeah. So anyway, Bo Dallas. Hey man, I believe in Bo Dallas now, man. That is uh, uh, pretty uh, good for him, man. <laughs> Lucky man. Liv Morgan's awesome. One of the great talents there, and uh, so yeah, Bo Dallas. Absolutely. Lucky guy. <laughs> Sorry, the bullet the bullet cast hotline. You know, after my big my big debut, people have been just been pouring them in. The the offers are coming in for other promotions. <laughs> You know, I, I'm not. I'm not saying it was Vince, but that that was a New York area code. Oh, all right. <laughs> you wearing a shirt for a reason, then. <laughs> hey, hey, Vinny, Vinny Mac knows I'm. I'm a, I'm a loyal. I'm a loyal listener. Loyal, loyal viewer. <laughs> so, WWE do or die. Oh man, so a lot of stuff to talk about this week in pro wrestling, specifically with AEW. Obviously, what Phillips here. He's our official AEW correspondent. So, uh, um. Also, uh, Impact Wrestling this week, uh, a lot of stuff happened there as well. Actually, oh my god, why am I spacing? There was actually a couple big things on Impact. I, I mean, I know this is kind of on the fly. Uh, let me just double check real quick on their Instagram because there was a couple things that happened. And I was like, oh, that's big news. Oh yeah, we saw the debut of Finn Juice. So uh, uh, David Finley and Juice Robinson they showed up there, so that was cool. Um, they got they got the victory, and then the Good Brothers came out, and so they had a little back and forth. So this is going to lead to uh, you know potentially a match. But yeah, the the they took on Reno Scum, so that was cool to see Reno, Reno Scum make an appearance on Impact again. Wow, wow, that's nice. We could say that Juice Robinson had a 
His impact debut was a perfect storm. Yeah, you're welcome. There you go. Wow. This, this is what you're going to get on commentary, people. Stuff like that. Uh, Tony Khan had another funny promo <laughs> this week. And then, uh, oh, dude, by the way, that opening match with TJP and Josh Alexander was really good. So, Hey, Josh I, Alexander, I'm a fan. Dude. Like, I, like, I'll watch Impact just for him. Like, I like him. I mean... I know he's kind of kind of a quiet personality, and he's probably not the best on the mic because Ethan Page, when they were the North, did all the talking. Bro, it, it don't matter. Give him a manager, bro. Just yeah. let him be up there and be, be let him be a walking weapon. Yeah, like his I, Instagram. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, what was the else? There was something else major. Um, before I space. Um, oh my god, what? Uh, god, on their Instagram. I'm just looking real quick. Uh, where else was there? So Reno Scum. I'm looking. Like I'm looking at the Instagram. Here, which I recommend everyone following, and um, what else was there? Matt Cardona, yeah, he had a match as well, or he's formerly known as Zack Ryder. And then, um, was it something like oh, major? The Tommy Dreamer and Moose, let's see, they had old school rules match. That's right, that that was again, also. yeah, wait. Yeah, no, because no, Tommy Dreamer took on Rich Swan for the Impact title, right? Yeah, over at No Surrender, and he lost. Um, yeah, and that was uh, last Saturday, the thirteenth. So yeah. yeah, okay, that's what it was. Oh, and then James Storm uh, got into a little bit of a bar fight. I know, shocking. Uh, so no, it was cool. No, very good episode of Impact. I, I enjoyed it for what it was. And uh, so I recommend people check that out as well. But also, speaking of Impact Wrestling and AEW specifically, just a follow-up to a story that you and I touched on last week. Last week when we recorded, that was kind of breaking news within the last couple hours at that point. The whole Sammy Guevara Impact Wrestling drama. So it was reported last week that Sammy Guevara was supposed to appear at Impact Wrestling, but last minute was told not to show up because there was a, a little bit of a conflict or, or dispute over the angle that he was going to be in part of on impact wrestling and apparently he was going to work uh some tapings for them um didn't happen and so now uh dave Meltzer and the uh wrestling observer uh had some details about that so i'm just looking here on their website so he was supposed to uh show up in nashville and work the february 9th through the 11th impact tapings um Let's see. So him and Alvarez had some different stories about it. So Meltzer said he could not confirm in the newsletter was that Guevara was set to be a part of a six man tag on this Tuesday show where the winning team will move on to a three way match for an X division title shot. That match would have paired him with Ace Austin and Chris Bay against Willie Mack, Josh Alexander and Trey Miguel. Uh, but instead, Austin and Bay will team with Black Taurus instead. So. That's kind of interesting. At first, I like I had trouble understanding. So six man tag, so three against three, and then the winning team of three. Even though your partners initially, you then move on to a match uh, becomes a triple threat later. So I, for some reason, I had trouble oh, processing. Kind of what happened on SmackDown, you know, with the six man tag or whatever. Yeah, and the qualifying matches. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I guess with that, and then I guess what I guess what the plan was to have Sammy win the title. Yeah, and take it to AEW, but they didn't want him to. They didn't want it to be a prop, look like a toy. Which I understand that, but I mean, we have to we have to look at it. The exhibition title, it, it's not 2005 anymore. It's not. <laughs> it's not Joe. It's not Daniels. It's not Styles anymore. I'm that's. I'm not knocking the title. I mean, that's what put the company on the map. That's why they're still around. Yeah, so I'm looking here as well. It says Alvarez's sources said that indeed. 
won a, a Guevara in the being a tag matches. However, Guevara didn't think that would make sense because one of the points of leading the inner circle was to go out on his own. Like, okay, that's that's where Sam Guevara's head's at right now. Uh, Meltzer added, Guevara reportedly suggested winning the exhibition title before re- returning to AEW with it. He would never lose the title and it would just be stripped at some point and put up for grabs in a tournament. So, can I follow up what you just said, Philip? And then, let's see. Alvarez's sources said Guevara did have an idea about winning the title, but it didn't involve not losing the title or taking it to AEW. At that point, Impact wasn't going to, was going for any of his ideas, and it was their way of the highway type of situation. Um, so Meltzer also added Guevara was going to work three matches during these tapings. And let's see, anything else major here? I'm just looking, just skimming through this. Um, Impact Melter said Impact was really mad about AEW sending over talent, putting plans in place. Then the talent wouldn't do what was planned. Everything appears to be smooth over now, but those, but there are those in Impact who said the company was not happy at first with how it went down and could have impacted relationships. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, what, not to cut you off, but what you could do, I, I get what well, he didn't want to. He didn't want to get pinned. Is that what he's saying? Is that based so, on what it's saying? He didn't want to lose. But based on what Melton Alvarez are gathering from their quote sources, is yeah, they were going to have uh, Guevara just come in for this set of tapings, work three matches. One of them was going to be uh, a, the six man tag, so he was going to team with Chris Bay and um, oh my god, uh, uh, Ace Austin. That their team would win, and they have a triple threat. And then they would what? Wait, that doesn't make sense because TJP is the X Division champion. So would that be? Wait, let me double check that. Um, so, so from from what I'm we, oh oh to become a new number one contender. That's what okay. we, so the triple mat the triple threat will become the new number one contender. So what I'm what I'm gaining from this is they were going to put the title on him, and then he didn't want to lose it. He just wanted to be stripped of it. Yeah. What what what, what is he like Hogan in '88? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, like what are you doing? Like bro, like who cares? It's you add another championship to your repertoire. Who gives you gives it shit? Okay, so I'm just thinking. Okay, so three matches. So it would have been the six man tag. So him and his team would win. That's one match. And then the second the, match would be the triple threat. The winner becomes a number one contender. And then the third would be the title TJ, match. TJP title match. wins that. Then goes back to AEW. So, you know, for Impact, I understand Impact's frustrations. Like, no, like, dude, like, they have their own storylines in place with their current champion with TJP. He's been doing a lot of stuff and they've been trying to really build up that title again. Uh, even though, as you said, it's not 2005, but they're really trying to make that X division title important because they've really been hot potato around for a while. So I think they really want to build up the legacy and have long title reigns and whoever wins that title, it means something. It has a real impact. No pun intended. Absolutely. You know, the last time the title felt like really important was a couple of years ago when Trevor Lee, aka Cameron Grimes, <laughs> to the, the moon, at <laughs> the championship. So I mean, like, dude, like, I don't know. Maybe I, I, let me fantasy book here. Maybe it should be on the booking team too. GSW, yeah. wink, wink. Um, look, maybe let's say Sammy does beat TJP. He holds the championship, and then he doesn't want. And then let's say TJP gets a rematch with it, and MJF shows up in ML in Impact. Mm-hmm. And cost Sammy the title. That gives him a reason to come back, and like we get a real blow off match between the guys. See that I'm all for that, but yeah, I, I guess for Impact, they're like, whoa, 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 we're gonna 
because like they've been doing spending the last few months really building up this X Division title and the various storylines that TJP has been involved in and Manic and Suicide, all that stuff. And so just to suddenly scrap all that, just to let Sammy Guevara come in, take the title and then appear on AEW, that sucks because like all the momentum that they've been building just to throw it all away and let Sammy Guevara walk out with it after a set of tapings. No, that's not fair for, for Impact and their creative that's, team that's, that's been working on it. That's true. Well, who else are they? They're working with New Japan. Uh, if, hey, he can go down to Mexico, win one of those titles. <laughs> well, it's up, but my thing is like, and so what? They go, he shows up in AEW, and okay, cool, what, promotes the exhibition title? But then, yeah, he doesn't want to lose it. And so, yeah, they should strip it and then they got to start all over again with their impact roster and have a tournament and all that stuff. It's like, oh, then you're starting fresh all over again. You got to build up your momentum. So I understand impact's frustration of like, no, dude, that's not going to work for us. Cause okay, sure. We might get some extra plugs on dynamite that Sammy's the current in, uh, X division champion, but you know, who knows what he can do with that title? I mean, I, I'm sure he wouldn't do anything stupid with the title to kind of make an embarrassment or do anything uh, what's to, to uh, devalue it. But Yeah, I mean, he'd fit in great with the X Division because he's a talented performer. But look, yeah. man, the, the, you don't want the you don't want that reputation, man. Like, yeah, he's like what? He's like 26, call- 27. He's like my age, bro. Yeah, like, you don't want to be doing? calling the shots. Yeah, this is why Tessa Blanchard isn't signed anywhere. And I love Tessa Blanchard. I think she's awesome. This is kind of why she's not signed anywhere because, ah, oh, man, we want her, but hey, you know, you, you got heard those ego. stories. Yeah. I mean, I understand why she has an ego. Her dad's a horseman. I mean, I get it. <laughs> but, with no. Sam, but Sammy, I mean, like, you don't want, you don't want that, man, because, like, let, let's say you, you real life do get tired of AEW and you want to leave. Where mm-hmm. are you going to go? Hey, man, we heard about your a- attitude. We'd love to have you, but nah, man. Do you want to burn bridges? Up. Absolutely. Well, that's the thing. It's like for Sammy, it's like in this whole situation, it makes him look good. He go as far as his storyline, his narrative. He goes to another promotion, cleans house, wins every match, wins the title, and he's so good that they got to strip it from him. And then, yeah. So in this whole situation, makes him look good. Doesn't make Impact look good at all. So I, I'm all for Impact to be like, no, 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 you're gonna come here and wrestle, and we're gonna call the shots. And we already agreed to a storyline with Tony Khan. So I'm with that. Yeah, you don't want. No, no, sorry, sorry, but it sounds like Impact has some uh, some real, real good guys running the company now. Dixie Carter would have let that happen. She just would have <laughs> let Sammy do whatever he wanted. Well, yeah, no, I mean Scott Demore and, and Don Callis, to their credit, I mean they're re- they've been working uphill for what the last couple of years now. They've been really trying to change the culture there and just the perception of Impact Wrestling and make it a, a top promotion again. Because yeah, as you said, Dixie Carter those last few years really ran it to the ground, and so. You know, they're trying to turn around. They got the new ownership. They're running things, booking stuff. And so, to their credit, they're really trying to make it a big company again. So, they don't want to throw it all the way just to please Sammy Guevara. So, now for Sammy, yeah, dude reality check like you, you can't call the shots you haven't earned that opportunity i think to be a shot caller like that yet in your career so anyway uh, i agree with impact here as far as not we're not gonna go with that storyline make you look good and make our talent look bad so yeah because like i said i wouldn't say he wouldn't do anything disrespectful with that title but you don't want him to show up on dynamite and do something with that title and like saying like oh they're gonna strip it from me. Ah, here, throw it, throws it away. Or Start something. doing the uh, what Naito used to do with the IWGP no title and just throw it around. <laughs> so, anyway, it's uh, so that's the latest with this whole Sammy Guevara situation. Yeah, I'm a little bummed because I think it would be kind of cool to see Sammy Guevara on Impact, just fresh talent on there. Because we've seen, as we saw Kenny Omega, we've seen Private Party, Matt Hardy. 
doing stuff there. We've seen New Japan guys doing there. So it would have been cool to see someone else show up there and more of that crossover. But yeah, for, under those conditions, that makes sense why they don't want him around. So, all right. So, yeah, hopefully we'll get more info as this plays out. All right, let's move on over to this week's episode of AEW Dynamite. Uh, Philip, what's your thoughts, man? I thought it was a, another fun show. It was fun. There was a mascot. There was a banger <laughs> woman's match, which was awesome. It was just a match. It was just a good match. Yeah. Uh, the, um, the, there was an orange punch. Something happened that I've been waiting for for months. And I let it sting got physical, oh. physical, physical. Man, that was all right. Let's just talk about that. It's right about out of the damn time. Yeah, but dude, that looked painful. I mean, God, he's sixty-one. He has what the spinal to teno- what's it called? Spinal, spinal tenosis. I know, like Sheamus, Austin, Edge, like a couple of guys. Dude, <laughs> to I, be a wrestler, man. When he took Dark that Star- power bomb from Brian Cage, I was like, ooh. That did look, not look, look good. good. Though, look good though. It Dark looked side. painful. I was like worried for just his actual real health. And that's true. Dark, that, side oh. of, Dark side of the ring should just do a whole episode about spinal stenosis. <laughs> yeah, just how it affects <laughs> all that stuff. But no, but I enjoyed that over the head camera shot that was pointing down at Sting's face, and you see Sting like, "Oh my god, I'm in pain. Like, what, what am I doing here?" Well, yeah, I mean, he hasn't taken a bump besides his age. He hasn't taken a bump in like almost six years. Yeah, the <laughs> so, buckle bomb was that 2014 with Seth? 2015. Yeah. That, was, that was his yeah. last. That was his last match. So, but man, and I, that's something I forgot to mention. I think it was last week as well. Was a Janela and uh, Darby Allen's match. They used that overhead camera shot. So I'm all for that camera shot. Using it more often, like get, looking down into the ring, just different perspective, bird's eye view of it all. So, uh, but yeah, no. So let's go ahead and break down this show. Uh, the opening match saw Hangman Adam Page teaming up with Matt Hardy once again, taking on the Hybrid Two. Uh, fun opener here. I think it's a Jack Evans though. He seemed a little botchy or like wasn't as smooth in the ring. Like he was trying to land some stuff, but his timing was off. But uh, yeah, he wasn't as smooth as he normally is. I, yeah, I, I've, I've come to like Jack Evans over the last couple months since yeah. the, they've been back in AEW. Him and uh, and Helico. Yeah, so that that's something I noticed too because like he was. Like miscommunication or some of the spots they were trying to do, his timing was off or he wasn't like it wasn't like smooth landing. Yeah, and that like Jack, Jack Evans, like he's like he's not a big guy, but he but the way he moves, like it's smooth, but he moves like he's carrying a lot of weight. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I totally get you on yeah. that one. So, uh, but no, Hangman hey and Page and Matt Hardy pick up the victory, and the big thing was after the match was uh, uh, they're talking, and Matt Hardy was like, you know, ha ha, here's my e- big evil plan revealing it as far as um uh, i'm so happy that you're my you're my uh, uh one of my talent now i represent you i get all you know what 30 percent of his money and he's so happy for it uh and then you know, hey man i'm page grabbed the microphone and said no nah, i'm man um an old friend told me or i learned from some friends you always keep an extra set of papers in your jacket pocket so referring to brody lee Brody Lee, if you watch Being the Elite with the Dark Order, he would always grab papers out of his jacket, a suit jacket, and throw it at them, like pissed off. So it was an homage or, or, or acknowledging Brody Lee and stuff. So I thought that was very cool if that Hangman did that. But he said, hey, he switched out the papers and signed a contract and said, uh, Matt Hardy has to give Hangman Adam Page 100% of his Q1 earnings for 2021 or in, in a match. Uh, at, at, at Revolution. And so, uh, Matt Hardy was like, what? What? 
and uh, Hangman's like, you didn't read the papers? No, I just sent it to the lawyers. And so I was like, well, that's what happened. So I He read it. the papers. He was just working everybody. <laughs> like his, That's why Isaiah Cassidy was in the mascot suit. Like He knew what was going down. He just had to sell it to Hangman so Isaiah could, uh, could attack him. That's- so yeah, Jaguar's mask comes out. They attack Hangman, and but uh, Matt Hardy asked him, "Like, hey man, how about this? We have a, a money match at Revolution. The winner receives the Q one, the the first quarter, first three months of twenty twenty one's earnings to the other person, gives it to them. So I like it. Cool little stipulation for a Revolution coming up there. So uh, it's cool. <laughs> I like how uh, Matt told." Uh, uh, TH2 to I'll pay you $3,700 to beat up Hangman Page like $3,700 that's such just a random amount for like $3,700 like I don't know maybe $500 or something it's just I, I, you, you never know maybe maybe that's how much cash he had on him on, on site <laughs> if I ever interview him again I was like do you walk around with 3700 in your wallet yes I do and it's wonderful <laughs> yeah, exactly uh, so next up, we saw Alex Marvez backstage. I like, okay, Alex Marvez, I just want to say, I kind of like that he's turning into a character, like a backstage character. He's not Mean Gene status, but it, it, it's at least they found a good role for him. Something. He's more like, I don't want to say coach, but like you know what I'm kind of mean. Like He's in that element. Yeah. You know, he's not Mean Gene where he'll give it back to the wrestler. He's not coach where... Or he'll just be completely scared and getting punked down and beat up. But he's somewhere in the middle. Yeah. So I, I like, cause I know, remember early on AEW in its early incarnation, he was doing the commentary and a lot of people did not like it. It was not that good. So I'm glad they found a role for him that he seems to really be thriving in. So this backstage yeah. interviewer is good for him. Man, that commentary was not good. They should have called me. <sighs> Exactly. So we interviewed uh, Santana Ortiz along with the rest of the inner circle. And Chris Jericho, once again, just seemed kind of just all dumbfounded that Sammy Guevara did what he did. But he kind of told MGF, you know, put him in his place as well. So you, you, you encouraged it. You ignited this. So pretty much told him to shut up. But then at the same time, he said Sammy Guevara is dead to him. So, man, Jericho is not happy about this. So, uh, uh, but just to promote that, uh, 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 the match later on in the night. Uh, next up was another first round match for the women's world title eliminator tournament. It was NWA world women's champion Serena Deep taking on Riho. And for Riho, it was her first match since la- God, what was the beginning of? Uh, they said, yeah, they said eleven months, so that's that's man. January, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, yeah. So, what do you think of this match? Because I have some it thoughts. Was, it was, I, I liked it. I really did. It, it was, it was really good. Uh, Serena Deep, you know, just this is just uh, showing why she was teaching classes at the mm-hmm. performance center, you know, because mm-hmm. like she's super good. You know, she wasn't just the ball chick in the straight edge society. Yeah, and Rio, this is one of my one of one of her best performances. I remember what the, one of the matches she had with Nyla Rose was really good, but this this is up there also. Yeah, so I'm with you. I think overall, very entertaining match. One of the better women ma- women's matches that we've seen on Dynamite or just AEW in general. But I'm just a little, still a little hesitant to really praise Rio. Like, oh my God, she's so great. Just because I really think Serena D worked her ass off, sold. She made Rio look like a million bucks. So Serena Deeb really won me over as a performer. She worked her ass off. She sold the crap out for Rio. So 
Serena Deeb, you can see like there's some parts where they would zoom in and you can see Serena Deeb's like calling spots in this match. And Rio, who's only about 98 pounds, you know, listen, I, I'm, I know she's one of the smaller competitors on the roster, but so when she throws her punches and kicks, it doesn't look like there's a lot of force behind it. So Serena Deeb, though, still to take those punches hey, and kicks, she sold ever, it. You ever, you ever been hit by a little person? <laughs> hey, that, everyone's little compared to me. No, I'm, ta- I'm talking about like, 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 so I have like little cousins, right? Yeah. And my, my little cousin, she hit me. She's probably like 45 pounds. Like that hurt. So, <laughs> hey, hey, man, I'm just saying. Hit the, I'm just hit saying. the right spot. Yeah, absolutely. But, but, but it's just like. No, I, I, it's not believable. I understand. Yeah. Like when she it's, beat Nyla, I'm like, really? And I've seen Rey Mysterio beat Big Show. But I was like, really, though? And I don't know. Maybe Rio, maybe she needs to change her outfit because it's kind of like that little girl type outfit costume, which I'm not a big fan of. I don't know. Maybe it's not she's the not, outfit. She just needs to bulk up. Yeah, that too. It's like. So anyway, I just think Serena Deep, to her credit, she worked her ass off to make Rio look amazing. So it was still a good match. Uh, but Serena Deep, like, God, as you said, no wonder she was a trainer at NXT or at the Performance Center. She's so good. It makes you wonder, though, why did they ever let Serena Deep just wrestle more in WWE? Like, she's so good. I, I, I'm really uh, baffled that she didn't do more in WWE. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's hey, that's a conversation for for another time. But yeah, I, I don't know, man. Well, well, so the other thing too is, I mean, to her credit, you look at the women's roster in WWE, NXT, and everyone, the four horsewomen, everyone in the last few years, it's been so good. And now you know that she was one of the people behind the scenes making it look good. So I really hope. I know she's a performer now, but hopefully she can really help, uh, you know, turn things around for that women's division in AEW. So, but no, overall, a good fun match. But yeah, Serena D really won me over as one of the top performers. They need to sign her. And, uh, uh, well, actually, I think she's already signed, even though she's NWA champion and Thunder Rosa. They got to really build a foundation of like a handful of, uh, top talent for that women's division. Uh, next up, a video package that really scratched my head. So it showed Shaq and Jay Gargill training for the upcoming match against Cody Rhodes and Red Velvet, which is taking place March 3rd on Dynamite. Uh, so it was this video of them, tra- quote, training, but, it was inside a gymnasium, a basketball court, and it was Serena Deem walking in all hot, and then she changed to, like, her gym clothes or basketball clothes, and she's running and doing, like, basketball drills and shooting. Suicides and whatnot. And Get she, that cardio ready. But Shaq wasn't doing anything. He was just shooting, like, he was passing the ball, and he shot one three-pointer, it looked like. But I, I, I was just thinking, okay, so to train for your first match, on national TV, you practice basketball? Like, no, I, no, they're going to make us wait to, to see. <laughs> I, Dude, just was, I don't know. I don't know. But, right, but like, think to. about it. Like, okay, you're training for a wrestling match, so you're going to practice playing basketball? Like, that did not make sense to me. Like, I get it. Shaq is one of the all-time great big men in the NBA, but it's like... Dude, like, it just didn't make sense that they're playing basketball, pickup game, and, you know, shooting drills. Like, like, I, I, listen, you, I, okay, I get it, trying to save it. Like, I hope, you know, listen, they're trying to save it and probably keep it under wraps, like her in-ring skills. Hopefully she delivers, because I think a lot of people's expectations are really low, but because they're, they're really trying to overhype her. So I hope she proves all the critics wrong. But, you know, maybe show just some, like, her running the ropes or something. And, 
you know, a video package of her working in the ring and maybe Shaq standing there and cheering her on or something. Or maybe Shaq Dude, taking a bump. I mean, she, she has a great physique. She's either going to be like British Bulldog or Psycho Sid. <laughs> you know, British Bulldog pretty cool in the ring. Psycho Sid was terrible. That's that, It's going to be one or the other. Yeah. So I cannot wait for this match. It could either be a huge train wreck, a car crash that we all cannot take our eyes off, or it could be really fun. Oh, dude, the marks, the marks like Richard are going to have a field day if it's terrible. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, you know, you know, you know, it. anyone who's either not a fan of AEW or they're going to have a field day with that. And so, yeah, I'm sure Cody probably uh, hopefully knows that and hopefully he'll figure out something to make this this match I interesting. Mean, you think LT versus Bam Bam was any better? I mean, <laughs> So we'll see how it goes, man. So uh, next up, we saw Orange Cassidy uh, come out with Chuck Taylor, take on Luther, and along with his partner, Serpentico. So pretty short match here, right? I mean, it was, I don't know, it was filler, right? I mean, Nobody Orange got Ca- hurt. That's all we can ask for. Yeah. Orange Cassidy got the victory, so good for them. And then... Uh, Sting got physical, right? Yeah. Oh, so next. next up, Brian Cage, Taz, and Hook come out to the ring. So, uh, Will Hobbs <laughs> and uh, Ricky Starks were not there, apparently, because of travel issues? Yeah, yeah. Well, Hobbs, he, he was here in the Bay, man. Yeah. He was well, chilling. It was, yeah, so I was surprised he didn't come out, but Ricky Starks... I was thinking, I thought he lives like in Atlanta or something. So I don't know why even uh-huh. either one of them can make it. But Taz said because of weather conditions, they couldn't make it. But Oh, they, Ricky Starks and Will Hobbs live in Texas. That's right. Mm, mm, mm. That's right. <laughs> yeah. No, he's from, uh, Will Hobbs is from, <laughs> from what Moxley says, Oakland. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, what are you, from East Palo Alto, California, Oakland's most violent. <laughs> we got we to talk to him. I got to yeah. talk to Hobbs again, man. I'm a- it's like, dude, what'd you think about Moxley comparing East Palo Alto and Oakland as one and the same? It's like you and I here in the Bay, we know it's like opposite ends of the Bay Area. It's like a 40 minute drive. Yes. It's like, you know, East Palo Alto is, you know, the southern part of the peninsula slash the beginning of the South Bay while Oakland's the East Bay. So anyway, you and I are talking East Bay to- or uh, Bay Area talk right now. So, but yeah, no, Sting comes out, confronts them. And I was like, oh, here we go. It's another Sting just stare down segment. But yeah, they uh, he throws the bat and they start attacking him. Hook tried to like, you know, hook him with the bat. So it was it finally got physical. 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 Yeah. Uh, uh, Hook, I'm sorry. Hook is just a funny name to me. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry I mean, why? That. Can they call him like Taz Jr. TJ or something? Uh, there's already a TJ. Natty's husband. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Hook, he sold the bat shot, though. The kid may have something. Yeah. I, I don't know how old is he. He's in his early 20s, I'm guessing, right? Something or like that. I don't, I don't know. But uh, yeah, I mean, he, I, now now we, I mean, now we understand why Sting just came and pointed the bat out for all those weeks for, <laughs> so, for, this, for this moment. So yeah, Brian Cage power bombs him, and like I said, top of the show, I was whew, I was really worried for him. So hopefully that's like his one bump for the year, and then everything else is cinematic. So this street fight, I think it's already been established. It's going to be a cinematic match. So. I'm curious how it's going to look at Revolution. <laughs> like, are they going to have a stunt double or something? <laughs> yeah, they're going to get fake Sting from 98 to uh, exactly. take all the bumps. <laughs> and wear different masks. Just peel them off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's going to be fun. So, uh, next up. Um, so, <laughs> next up was a segment featuring WWE champion Kenny Omega. 
You saw that? You saw that photo I posted? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even realize he said that during the regular <laughs> broadcast. I was like, "What?" And Jim Ross, he was like, "Yep, it happened. Get over it." <laughs> okay, so here's my thing. So I, I think I've told you before. Normally on my Wednesdays, my routine is I watch the East Coast feed for Dynamite at five o'clock here in the Bay Area. From 5 to 7, take the hour break, and then from 8 to 10, watch NXT on the West Coast time on USA. Uh, I know there's some people who watch both shows in real time. I don't know how you do that and live tweet. I'm like, I, I need, yeah, it's like, yeah, you, I need to focus on one show at a time. So normally I watch Dynamite first and then NXT later. But, you know, this week I watch NXT first because I want to see the fallout from uh, TakeOver and Adam Cole and all that stuff. But so anyway, I wasn't watching Dynamite live. So I see everyone on Twitter saying, oh, my God, the JR just called Kenny Omega the WWE champion. And I was like, what? And sure enough, people clipped it and put it on social media. So I watched it. I was like, what the hell happened? Yeah. I mean, I put the photo up there. But after like 20, 25 minutes, I'm like, OK, I'm done with this now. You took it down? No, no. I'm just saying like, OK, oh, I'm oh. over it now. You know, like in general. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, no, I, I, I think Fightful tweeted about it, and Jim Ross responded on Twitter. He's like, "Sorry, like slip of the tongue or screw up." So he acknowledged I mean, he, it. And he like, worked there for like what twenty years. Like, come on, guys. Yeah, longer. I mean, God, but no. But I, I hear what you're saying. It's like it was an accident. You know, a move on. Bro, like, <laughs> I, you know how many times I've called AEW APW? Like, like <laughs> you know, like I know, like it's not the same thing, but you, you, you well, get what I'm saying. But but also here, you got like you said, yeah, he's worked at WWE for so long; it's on top of his mind still, probably as far as just old instincts, old habits are hard to kill. Next, so he's he, gonna call Hangman Page Austin. <laughs> <laughs> Austin with the buckshot, Larry. I mean, <laughs> Hangman Page. <laughs> he's like, oh. He wakes up, he's like, oh my God, I thought I was back in 98 again. <laughs> but but that's the thing. It's like, okay, it was funny in the moment. Oh my God, ha ha. And like, let's move on. But I don't want people to dwell on it. And, you know, for JR, it's like, come on. But at the same time, man, JR, like, I, I kind of noticed their commentary team. It's, it's JR who does like the ins and outs of the breaks. Excalibur does the main play by play and Tony Schiavone does a lot of the color commentary. So that's kind of the flow, the formula of their, the three man team that they have there. So listen, I, yeah, I, I, a lot, a lot of people kind of being critical of that. People were joking. Oh my God, WWE is living rent free in JR's head still. <laughs> you know what? Maybe it's just a long day, man. Maybe they can like switch them out for matches. Like JR does one. Like JR and Excalibur do one, and then Shivani and Excalibur do the other. You know what I mean? Mm. They could switch them out like that. Yeah, or what was it? Um, Something like that. Didn't WWE or used to do like one hour with someone what? and another hour with another person? Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think they did used to do was things that like, like that. Was that like a Raw or something like that now? It, it, like, it may, have, may have been, yeah. Maybe they could do something like that. <laughs> but uh, he threw to the segment of the WWE champion, and it was Kitty Omega with a whole bunch of kids. Like It was <laughs> It was weird. It was cringy. Some kids had masks on. Some I know. That's what I didn't get. Like some maybe kids those had kids ma- had the vaccine. We don't know. <laughs> but it's Florida. But I mean, like, so Kenny Omega <laughs> is reading to the kids, and it's he's reading the Young Bucks book, and the kids are oh. like, "Are there pictures?" And they're like, uh, "I think so." And there's one on the cover, and then like, you know, the picture, the Young Bucks book, the new one that came out. They're like staring at each other, and someone's like. Are they in love? And Kenny's like, well, they're brothers, so of course they love each other. But yeah, I, I was. 
I, I, I barely like really paid attention to this. I just thought it was weird and creepy. I'm like, yo, what's he what's he doing? Like well, I wouldn't well, let him near my children. Well, I wouldn't let that guy near my kids. I mean, that would have been funny. Like, listen, I know this was all scripted and probably pre arranged, but if you had like an actual group of kids, they're probably like <laughs> no, no. Where's Drew McIntyre? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, you know, that would have been great. No, I mean, it probably wasn't scripted. You know, AEW the wrestlers have creative control. But I'm just saying, like, you know, AEW is still a fairly new promotion, and so if you got a group of young kids who maybe don't watch TV regular or wrestling regularly, you know, to them, they just probably just know what the biggest promotion is WWE. They, so they probably see this big belt and they're like, is that the WWE title or something? That could have been funny if that would have happened. That's true. They probably could have got away with saying John Cena because, you know, he's in movies a lot. Number yeah, one yeah. A recognizable. They, Are you The Rock or do you know The Rock or something like that? Where's John Cena? I yeah, don't know, but you can't see him. Anyway, back to the book. <laughs> wow. So, but anyway, it's, I, I thought it would have been funny. Yeah, they would have thought like, that was the WWE title. Because, like, what's that big AEW belt there? But so anyway, he's reading the book. It's, like, listen, I was, like, taken back. It's like, yeah, why do some kids have masks on? Some don't. So he's reading the title book. And then, like, Don Cowles, who's, like, his manager, business manager, is like, oh, we need to go. And the kids are like, oh, don't go. And they're like, oh, you can uh, play with Michael Nakazawa. And they start beating the crap out of him. Wait, but, on, a, on a serious note, were all those kids tested for COVID? I don't know, man. Because, like, it's, uncom- it's uncomfortable for an adult. Imagine a child. Like the swab? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Getting tested for it. Yeah, the COVID yeah. test. I don't know. But I was like, what the hell's going on here? But Kenny was, like, walking away, and he left the title on the chair. So I hope he grabbed it once the camera went off. Dude, oh my god, he left it in a library, Jericho <laughs> left it at a Longhorn Steakhouse. The only thing is, like, I, I will admit, now I know this segment was a little cringy, but I do enjoy these type of segments because it reminds me of, like, these old school video packages from, like, the 80s and 90s where wrestlers are doing stuff outside the arena. Like, they have the world out like it doesn't take place all inside the arena like they yeah, do stuff yeah, outside yeah. so i enjoy that stuff so that's why i was like this is cool i'm i'm all for doing segments outside of the arena offsite these video packages just for storytelling purposes so it just really sold kenny omega as this heel persona so uh next up a match i really did enjoy it was the AEW tag champions the young bucks taking on santana ortiz man I think this is one of Santana Ortiz's best matches in a long time. And this was, they said their first tag title opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, once again, thought Jericho and MJF were the official team of the inner circle. <laughs> so they should only have the tag team matches. That's just my personal opinion. Unless they're doing like a big multi-man thing, then whatever. Um, and here's another thing. Eventually, when Santana and Ortiz do win the tag titles, it will be kind of like the Bray Wyatt WWE title win. Uh, it's too late. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you because they were the big free agent tag team that AEW signed. Yeah, they popped up at uh, was it, it, All it, Out. It, all Out. Yeah, I was like, oh, it's LAX. Yeah, like, All Out 2019. Because remember, they were just done with Impact within the few, last few weeks up to that point. And the rumor is like, are they going to sign with NXT? Or are they going to sign with AEW? And a lot of people were on the fence because, like, it has to be AEW because they actually take th- their whole thing was they they really want to take pride in that tag team division. So when they showed up, it's like, okay, cool, they're going to be probably one of the stars of the tag division, and they haven't really done much. 
this was their best match probably since the the best friends match the street park the was it the parking lot fight uh back lot wherever it's called street fight oh, so the, the, the parking lot back lot brawl what it's called, <laughs> whatever, yeah whatever so it was. this was a great match i mean god they were so good together i think this was their first match in a really long time together so i see two teams but yeah the first tag title opportunity i was like what here we are february 2021 they showed up what August or September of 2019? August, August 2019. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. almost a year and a half. I'm like, wow. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It was, it was good, man. And Ortiz wasn't overselling like he normally does. It was just, yeah. they were really crisp together. And the way they got beat, they didn't get beat like clean, clean. It was just like, damn. Are you serious? Yeah. So um, that kind of protects them a little bit. So inner circle come. They were out there, and then the ref threw them all out. And then uh, who was it? They hit the, the doomsday device. Was on the. It was funny. They hit the doomsday device outside. I'm like, oh, what? They saw that takeover last week with uh, uh, MSK and the Grizzle Young Veterans. They're like, oh, we gotta do a doomsday device as well. Like, listen, I love the doomsday device. I think it's one of the best finishers for a tag team. I don't like how teams use it in the middle of a match now. That should be a finisher. Protect that. I know there's a lot of moves that have lost. It's about to be the new super kick. <laughs> right? And super kick, the DDT. But then again, there's a lot of people say, oh, DDT was never really a finisher. Only Jake the Snake used it as a finisher. There the was... hell? I was like, what? Alexa Bliss, right? Didn't she? That was her. Hey, she she made it important again. That's why, yeah. that's, that's why I messed with Alexa. Yeah, man. But anyway, so they did the Doomsday device outside. And then uh, the uh, uh, Santana Ortiz... Did the, uh, was it the trash compactor? What's their finisher called? It's the, uh, let's see, uh, 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 oh god, what's it called? The, it's the, I've, yeah, the I've finisher. No, I have no idea what uh, it's Street Sweeper. <laughs> it's a trash compactor. Trash compactor? Garbage disposal. <laughs> <laughs> so he did the street sweeper, and then Matt Jackson broke it up at the last minute. It was like so close. I was like, oh my god. Um, and then Santana Ortiz powerbomb Matt Jackson in the front row. That was pretty awesome. And then Ortiz, he got up inside the ring and started yelling that they were the best, the best, the best. You know, getting a little cocky there. And then we saw Nick grabbed him, rolled him up into a small package, and they got the victory. So Young Bucks retained. And then uh, Ortiz, I like how he just you know sat up and just looked shocked. Like, oh, my God. Hey, that man. was great storytelling as far as his emotion. I felt that. I've had so many wrestling matches where I've lost, and I've felt like, like are you serious? Yeah. Like, I, I, that, that hit home with me. That yeah. struck a chord with me. Yeah, so that was great storytelling. And so it's like, hey, man, you shouldn't have been showing off. If you were you you had the opportunity to win, but you started trash talking, and you lost. And so the good guys win, and Inner Circle comes out. They start beating the crap out of them. <laughs> and MJF and Jericho start really beating into MJ, uh, to the Young Bucks. Uh, even Jericho got the Lion Tamer in and Salt to the Earth from MJF. Um, Wait, did, he, did he put the knee in the back of the head? Um, I don't think, I don't think he did. It's See, the walls of Jericho. Okay, or so is that the difference? Because yeah, when he puts the knee in the back of the head, it's the lion tamer. When he does yeah. a regular Boston crab, it's the walls. Gotcha. Okay, on AEW's website it says lion tamer. Uh, I should watch the highlight. I think I, does WWE own the walls of Jericho? I don't that know. May, that may be why. Which that's okay. Actually, 
stupid if they do. Well, I just laughed, and then they went outside, and Jericho shove uh, Papa Buck, who's sitting reed so- ringside. That was pretty funny as well. Hey, Papa Buck, I saw I saw him um, before I went in for Double or Nothing, like in the arena. Hey, yeah. that dude dresses to the nines like that all the time. The shiny shirts and stuff? <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, that's cool, man. He's got to stand out. He's the, the dad of the young bucks, so too sweet, maybe. So, uh... Uh, and then next up, Brandy Rhodes' little video package saying that uh, she wants to announce the the sex of their child, the gender, because uh, unfortunately, because of COVID, they can't have a big gender reveal party. So uh, she's the only one that knows. Cody doesn't because he has a big mouth. And uh, uh, they both come out to the ring and <laughs> the big fireworks and entrance and then says, it's a girl. So. Yay. Yay. Yeah, so Cody's gonna be a a, a girl dad. So a girl, yeah, I know, right? It, wrestling is the best way to announce pregnancies and gender reveals of babies. I'm just glad I didn't overstay its welcome. It was like they just made the announcement, boom. Yeah, but get, like, in, get out, go home. Yeah, but I was like, come on, man, that was a little over the top. I'm like, Cody, every every announcement is like so over the top. It must be nice being EVP of your own company. Well, I mean, you know, Tony Khan, he 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 has the final say on all of it. You know, I'm just saying like, it was like, wow, that was a really big over the top way of announcing the gender of the child, which I is mean, great. It was, it was yeah. enjoyable. It would have been boring if they were like, it's a girl, <laughs> you know, but congratulations uh, to Cody and Brandy. We're going to have a little, little Dustina running around. So she <laughs> will be, yeah, the granddaughter. One. Yeah. Of, uh, of, Dust, uh, Dusty. Of yeah. The American dream. That's awesome, man. Um, actually, I wonder. Yeah, God, because Dustin has a daughter, Dakota, who who does like takes photography or does photos for AEW, so she's usually there working the shows. Yeah, Marlena's uh, her mom, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, it would be cool to interview her, her. Like, what's it like having you know Dustin as your dad, Marlena as your mom, Dusty uh, Rhodes as your, your grandpa. grandpa? I mean, Cody, Cody as your and, uncle. Yeah. So and then uh, there's other people in that family. Um, was it for- Cody's uh, uh, uncle? Is uh, one of the nasty boys or uh, really or, or tugboat? Uh, give me one. <laughs> no, seriously, no. Cause they're, they're, I was so shocked learning of the family tree of Cody Rhodes. Um, Are they crazy like the like the Anawaii family? Is it crazy okay. like that? Okay, so it says here on Wikipedia, relatives Dustin Rhodes, uh, half brother Magnum TAs, his godfather. Uh, Fred Ottman is his uncle. That is tugboat, aka the Shockmaster. <laughs> Uh yeah, tugboat, typhoon, shockmaster. Um, Jerry Sags is yeah, Jerry Sags from the Nasty Boys. That's his other uncle. So, dude, Cody's has some uh, cool uh family family relatives. So I wonder if yeah, Dakota by way of that, <laughs> you know, she, she's growing up with a bunch of wrestlers. That's what I'm getting at ultimately. So very cool. Uh, so uh, he comes out and he's doing commentary during the FTR. Matt and Mike Seidel match, and also during the the beginning of the match, they made the announcement that Cody is going to be part of the uh, Face of the Revolution ladder match taking place at Revolution, the pay-per-view, in a couple weeks. So um, it was announced, um, let's see, who else is going to be? It's going to be... Scorpio Co- Sky and Pentagon. Yeah, and Cody, and then I think... I- couple others to yeah, be Yeah, they just... Actually, here, let me double-check. They just announced some stuff on social media, actually, I think... Well- I mean that's fine, you know. AEW they they do they do the ladder match very well. Yeah. Oh, okay. So 
Okay, Cody Rhodes, Scor- uh, Scorpio Sky, uh, Pentagon, or Penta El Zero Miedo. And then it says Lance Archer or Ray Phoenix. So, yeah, they're going to face each other, I guess, on Dynamite coming up. And the winner will be added. And then two more names to be added later. So the winner will receive a future AEW TNT Championship match. Um, great for Scorpio Sky. Dude, we haven't seen him in a minute. But I, I saw him post on... Instagram or Twitter, he's been actually injured for the last... He's had like four matches in the last five months. In the last six weeks, he's been dealing with a little bit of an injury. So, good to see Scorpio Sky back. That's a guy who's been really underused in recent times. So, uh, but hey, no, I really enjoyed this match with FTR and the Side Out Brothers. What do you think? That was cool. I didn't even know uh, Matt Seidel had a brother. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Borns are in full effect. It was cool that the announcers were referring to their time in, I guess, Dragon Gate. I was like, oh, wow, that's a cool promotion in Japan. So, uh, and Cody was really selling them as like hardworking brothers. And he's like, other brothers. He's like, uh, um, uh, he's the Funk brothers. And he's like, Dory Funk, he's there ringside. So, Dory Funk Jr. was out there. Yes, that the, was former, cool. the former world heavyweight champion. Yeah. Yes. Oh, get get well soon, Terry. Though, please. Yeah, yeah, I guess he just his hip is really bothering him. Just a lot of pain. So hopefully, yeah, he just. I don't know if he's too old for a hip replacement. So I don't know what's the case, but uh, but no, it was cool. Great match here. But FTR picked up the win. Uh, they were going to try to cut the hair of was it Mike Seidel, but then the lights went dark, and then Jurassic Express. Had a little video package, the mask that that FTR destroyed and cut the horns off uh, was there. And then all of a sudden the lights come back on and Jurassic Express in the ring. And uh, 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 Luchasaurus got a new mask and he started kicking the crap out of them. So I was like Marco Stunt. He's just like standing there. He's like the cheerleader, like, get him, get him, guys, get him. So uh, it was cool. Good moments. Uh, I'm uh, enjoying Jurassic Express versus FTR here. So I'm guessing that's going to probably lead to a match at Revolution. That's that's my guess what this is leading to. So it's cool. I kind of wish maybe Luchasaurus got a a new mask. Like, okay, he's got a new mask, but just looks like his old one. But really could have maybe could have been a time, a little bit of a repackaging, maybe a completely new mask. Still a dinosaur look. But you know what I mean? Like something a little bit structurally different. That's what I was kind of Yeah, you're like for. a pterodactyl mask or something. <laughs> it's like a really T-Rex, big T-Rex mask or something. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, all right, main event time. It was Eddie Kingston, the Butch and the Blade, along with the Bunny. Which, by the way, the Bunny was annoying the hell out of me in this match. She kept doing that, <laughs> like some weird laugh or whatever. What? <laughs> Dude, you, do you not hear that? It was like throughout the match, he was like this screeching laugh that was so... What, wait, what did she do? <laughs> Whatever it was, it was ridiculous. It was so effing annoying. I was like, "God damn, woman, shut up!" <laughs> like, it was it was bad. But anyway, uh, they took on. I like how they've been saying this: the IWGP United States Champion John Moxley t- teaming with Lance Archer and Jake the Snake came out with Ray Phoenix as well. So, dude, this was a. A fun match here. I know it was a little chaotic here, but it was it was a lot of fun. Just a crazy, like, hard hit. These guys hard hitted the hell out of each other. It was stiff. It was fun. It was exciting. It was fast-paced. It slowed down a little bit. Uh, Eddie Kingston did it in Seguri. He didn't even know he could do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but, but I mean, but what happened? What happens after? Yeah, well, listen, I, I enjoyed, like, one. Okay, I know we talked about in the last few weeks, just Lance Archer as this baby face monster Big man, he, dude, when he came in, he just wrecked shop. So entertaining. But, dude, 
the real star for me was Ray Phoenix. When he got that eventual hot tag, oh my God, just his energy and bouncing around and like the kicks and the, I, I, listen, I know like on Lucha Underground, a lot of people love Pentagon. I think Ray Phoenix is my favorite out of the two Lucha brothers. Ray Phoenix is just hella raw, man. Like Mm -hmm. he's just raw. Like I've, I've talked about this before. Like I've kind of calmed down on my love of the flippy ish. If he's doing it, I'm I'm not opposed. Like him and Matt, Matt uh, Nick Jackson, best hot tags in the business. Yes, right, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, you know, and, and John Moxley, you know, came in at the very end, and then it was funny because uh, 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 Eddie Kingston did the backhanded uh, fist, and Moxley no sold it. Like he took he took it, and it was a little startled, but then he no sold it and just beat the crap out of him, hit the finisher, and got the victory. So Moxley and Archer. And uh, Ray Phoenix got the win. I like how also Archer picked up Ray Phoenix, chokeslammed him onto the uh, to the guys on the outside as well. I thought that was a good spot as well. That was really fun. So yeah, the team, the good guys, the faces got the win here. Uh, but yeah, what happened afterwards was uh, very entertaining. Do you want to go? You want to go ahead and describe it, bro? We're getting an exploding barbed wire death match for Revolution. Kenny Omega, the WWE champion, defending the title against. John Moxley. Yeah, so the good brothers come out, jump Moxley, start beating the crap out of him. Um, then uh, uh, Don Cows comes to the ring. Kenny Omega comes running out, and uh, 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 Mox they they're holding out Moxley. Which, by the way, oh, I forgot to mention earlier in the night, Young Bucks. Remember when they were getting beat up from the inner circle? Omega, the good brothers, and Don Cows were backstage looking at the TV, and Kenny was like, "What well, should we do? Something? Should we go out there and help?" And Don Cows. And the good brothers were like holding back. Don Cow was like, "No, nah, no, nah, not yet. Let's not, no, let's not go out there." So Kenny was like trying to show some compassion, but it took a while. And then finally, the good brothers, Don Cow told the good brothers to go out there and make the save, but told Kenny to stay. So the uh, the good brothers they finally come out there and make the save, but the damage is already done to Young Bucks. And Inner Circle ran off, and that's when they attack or push uh, Papa Buck. But anyway, so going back to this. Kenny Omega comes out and you know he he told Moxley he's like listen I know Tony Khan added a stipulation in our contract where you're entitled to a rematch so I'm down for a rematch because I know if I fight you regularly you'll just keep coming after me so I need to like take you out completely and so yeah he challenged him to to an exploding barbed wire death match and then uh uh moxley headbutted kenny omega kenny omega got a little busted open so he got mad and v triggered him a couple times man so they're gonna have a match a rematch at revolution exploding barbed wire death match if you haven't seen one before, check out obviously the legendary one between uh, Mick Foley or Man, or excuse me, uh, yeah, Cactus Jack and uh, Terry Funk. That's probably the best one to watch. That was in Terry the mid- Funk gave his blessing for this too. Yeah, and so it was at the mid '90s when that match happened. I think so. possibly. I mean, watch a like watch a per, like an exploding piranha death match. Have you seen those in Japan? <laughs> yeah, so- with the piranha tanks. I'm like. <laughs> What? So yeah, Japan is known for them. So I'm sure you can look on YouTube to find one. So watch the one with yeah Terry Funk and uh, Cactus Jack. That's probably the legendary, the best one ever. So man, I don't know how that's gonna look, man. It's just weird because Kenny Omega, he's the best bout machine. All these legendary matches he had in Japan, he's now doing more hardcore stuff at his. You know, he's an older guy now. He's one his mid to late thirties. He's doing all these hardcore matches or related hardcore type of matches 
in AEW. So I don't know. Is it because he's trying to prove that he really is the best wrestler in the world that he can take on any challenger in any type of stipulation type of match here? I think he just wants to beat Mox at his own game. Mox likes violence and grittiness and corkiness and whatever. Mox beat him in that unsanctioned match a couple of years ago. Yeah. So th- this is just a lights out match be. as well. I yeah. want to know, like, how is it going to look aesthetically? I want to know, like, are the sparks going to hit the, not the fans, but like the AEW, like, performers, like, at ringside? Yeah. As fans. And I just want to know how it's going to look. I'm really interested in the aesthetic of it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm sure they're going to be safe. You know, sorry, not to break kayfabe, but it's probably going to be a safe match. You know what they for could the do? Most part. They could use the sparklers like Gilbert. <laughs> so I'm sure they'll they'll do it, but yeah, it's gonna be really fun to see yeah, what explosions they're gonna use, the barbed wire aspect of it. Are they gonna take the ropes off the ring and then put the barbed wire around instead? And it, it's gonna be interesting. How bloody are they gonna get? It's it, I'm really gonna be interested. I know um, their match last God was it last year or 2019? The the um, the Maryland uh, Commission. They they fined them like ten thousand dollars because it was too violent. What's it called? The not uh, lights out match lights or not? Ma- it's not yeah. sanctioned match. Whatever. It's yeah, called. yeah. The lights out. Yeah, yeah. That's so, where the commission fined them. Did they really get a fine? Yeah, yeah. They got a legit fine for being too violent. Yeah. Luckily, they're in Florida where there are no laws and nobody gives a <laughs> shit. <laughs> so yeah, I'm curious how will it be like that or worse than that match. So uh, we'll find out in a couple weeks. So I'm looking forward to it. So a overall very fun episode of AEW Dynamite and we're getting closer and closer to Revolution. You and I will do a review for that show as well. Looking forward to that. So uh, yeah, man, AEW, I think is uh, the last couple weeks. They've been really putting out some fun episodes of uh, Dynamite. So Absolutely. looking forward to the next couple weeks and then even Shaq and Cody coming up on March oh, 3rd. Oh, yeah. <laughs> AEW Revolution, Bullet title will be on the line. Oh, it's going to be on the line there, but not Elimination Chamber. Look, man, look. I'm, I'm so, you know what? It, it, maybe even maybe even Fastlane, the first WWE pay-per-view on Peacock? Come on, that's history. Man. What? 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 Is, it, is it because you're the champion? You get to decide no. when the matches are defending? Look, we need I, a commissioner, it, someone what? to actually dictate like a calendar of all the what? pay-per-views when they're defending. We need like a we need like our own Jack Tunney. That's what we need. Man, you're like Roman <laughs> Reigns. You won't do the elimination chamber match, but you'll do hey, it afterwards. Brandon's the guy they call Brandon's the guy they call when I don't want to do something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's how it'd be in this. Yes, sir. Oh, yes, sir. Man. Good stuff. So <laughs> all right, let's start wrapping things up. Philip, where can all the clicksters find you online? Ladies and gentlemen, you can find me on the Twitter and the Instagram, H-E-E-L-A-N-T-W-I-N-E, Heel Antwine. Follow the Bulletcast on Instagram, the Bulletcast on YouTube, at Bulletcast on Twitter. Follow my other podcast, please. Complex Conversations, C-O-M-P-L-E-X-X Conversations on Instagram and YouTube, and Complex, C-O-M-P-L-E-X-X-C on Twitter. Just uploaded a new interview with uh, one of my old high school coaches who I coach wrestling with now, and I'm releasing another uh, one with the with the other coach, the head coach, in a couple of days. Uh, just kind of just c- trying to build the podcast library, man. <laughs> trying to do that. Um, I'm a commentator for Global Syndicate Wrestling. You can hear this this great voice box over there as well. You know, you should be like Billy Kate. Update your resume to give out. <laughs> I, I should update my resume. You know. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, I should do that. Ladies and gentlemen, diamonds are forever. So was the microphone messiah. Have a good night, everybody. Oh, man, good stuff. Uh, good times. So uh, I'm Baby Huey. Follow me on Facebook at Baby Huey Official. 
Twitter and Instagram at babyq 83 Like I said earlier, just subscribe to In The Click on whatever podcast platform you listen to. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please do us a huge favor. Leave us a rating, five stars if you can. Leave a review, a comment there. That way, if someone stumbles across our podcast, they'll read the reviews and that give them more motivation to subscribe, download, listen to our episodes. So we appreciate all the pay-it-forward moments that you can for us. That would mean a lot to us, especially with the whole algorithm of the podcast world out there. I know there's a lot of great wrestling podcasts out there. So any help to make us stand out would be much appreciated. Also, follow us on social media at In The Click on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. In The Click at gmail.com. Like I said earlier, I want to get some emails together and do like a full-blown just answering questions episode of In The Click and get the merch over at Teespring. You can find the link to that in our bio on social media. So a lot of stuff out there. So thank you for following along and all that stuff. And if you send us anything weird in the fan mail, in the mailbox on the email, we'll read it and talk about it. Absolutely. So, oh man. So, uh, on that note, let's go home. And that's the bottom line because Huey said so.